Welcome into the Shy Guys Football Podcast. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment for our salute to service. As a veteran of the United States military, it was my distinct privilege to have experienced some of the most incredible support from our civilian counterparts. From care packages while we were deployed, to programs that enable us to take care of and provide for our families with a stable foundation while we're away, and everything else that you can imagine, your support has truly been the difference. If you are looking for a way to support our troops or are someone who already has been, then I encourage you to consider some of the following nonprofit organizations. All of them make an incredible difference. Please visit thewoundedwarriorproject.com, the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society at nmcrs.org, the Special Operations Warrior Foundation at specialops.org, freedomservicedogs.org, and hopeforthewoundedwarriors.org. For those who need the help, they deserve it. Let's make sure we take care of our troops. Fandom, welcome to the Shy Guys Football Podcast, your weekly source for fantasy football news and advice. I'm Donnie Mack, I'm joined here as always with Anthony Patrick. Hey, how's it going everybody? Welcome back. And we've also got joining us in the studio a special guest, we've got Tessa, the Shy Guys Football Dog, roaming our studio. Yeah, she's walking around right now. So you may see her pop up a little bit. Well, we've got week six in the books, and in fantasy, we had a fun week because... <laughs> Anthony and I played each other, not just in Dynasty, but also Redraft. Yeah, what are the odds of that? We had to play each other in both <laughs> leagues. That yeah. was pretty crazy. And and we took one win apiece. Yeah, it worked out that way. <laughs> not quite happy about it, but yeah, I'll take it where I can get it. Hey, it still made for me, it was, I thought, an exciting week because I thought, well, here's here it is. Here's the showdown. Let's see how the advice pans out. Let's see how much I've learned from you and can I beat you. And the answer is kind of... <laughs> yeah, you know, it worked out pretty well. You know me, I want to go for the domination, right? But no, it worked out well. Uh, it's funny because with redraft is the, is the league where I re- I've had a ton of injuries. I've been trying to overcome all all throughout the start of the season, yeah. and it's it's been tough. It's been tough sledding for me. And so redraft was really the, the league where I was trying to come up and took league high in points this week. Yeah, I mean, what, what 143 or something like yeah. that? It was great. And, uh, you know, Dynasty, I couldn't be prouder of the team that I built in the offseason. And I, I'm still, like, I, I'm, I'm no, crazy yeah, I about my team. Oh, my God, I'm crazy about my team. But they just dumped out out of nowhere. Oh, man, it's just one of those things. I, right. It, it's just the way the crookie crumbles sometimes. It, you know what? It happens. There's very little you can do to control that except just, you know, you play it right. You You take all the advice. You take all the best strategies you've got sure. and you start that lineup and then what happens is what happens. You don't control that. No, any further. exactly. And then that's the thing about it is you have to trust the process. Even on, on weeks that it's tough and it bums out on you, you still got to respect the process because the process is good. You know, it, it gives us the best potential at, a, at the best possible outcome than anything else. Right. And so, yeah, it just kind of happens that week. You got to take your losses and you know what? 
celebrate where you did well. Celebrate right. even even in the dynasty league, I, I had a couple bright spots on my team of things I could be happy about moving forward. You know, most of the stuff that you can bank on sometimes doesn't always work out. Sometimes you have your off weeks, it happens. But those guys that you were really hoping to take a step forward to make your team even stronger moving forward, those are where you gotta, you know, keep your happy moments. Don't don't get too down about a loss. Fix fix what needs to be fixed, trust what needs to be trusted, and go from there. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that advice will pay off because I'll probably be seeing you in the playoffs. Probably. The end of the season. Let's go. Let's do it. That'll that would make for an exciting championship game, huh? Oh, man, right I'm, I'm hoping for it. I'm yeah. hoping for it. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. Well, I'm doing everything I can Both to make leagues. sure make sure this trophy stays right where it is. No, it's coming to my side. Yeah, it's gonna okay. be right over here. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Keep an eye, guys. Keep an Keeping eye on, on how the season goes on this show. See where this trophy ends up next season. We got a big show for you today. Don't forget to like and subscribe and get in touch with us through our contact information and Gmail, shyguysfootball at gmail.com, shyguysfootball on Twitter, and then down below in the comments here on YouTube. We're going to get into some news, notes, and injuries in a minute, but we're going to go back to a segment that we started last week, Pandora's Box. Were you brave going back to the Pandora's Box? I'm going to open it again. You want to open this thing again? Yep, because I loved it last week, and I can't wait for this week. All right, here we go this week. Pandora's box trade Lamar Jackson for Deshaun Watson. What? There you go. I said it. I said it. Do something about <laughs> it. Lamar Jackson. Check this. Check this out, guys. His next six weeks, we're looking at a buy Pittsburgh, Indy, New England, Tennessee, and then Pittsburgh again. Okay. Lamar Jackson so far this season has had three games over 20 points. He's had two games under 15 points, right? He's, this has not been a great season for, for him. And, to, to be fair, we've called out exactly pretty much what we were seeing with Lamar Jackson during our offseason breakdown. I, I said almost exactly this. This is why I wouldn't comment on him to start out the season when he started a little <laughs> bit hotter because I, I reserve my judgment. Man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Lamar, the thing about him is when you put the game, when you contain his running and you put the game on his arm, He's going to crumble, and, and and that's what we've been seeing. His his arm is just not there yet. Now, you know, maybe he pulls a Josh Allen, you know, and he, and he takes a step forward in his arm strength. He takes a step forward in his accuracy, and he, he kind of settles down a little bit as a quarterback moving forward. We'll see. He's going to have plenty of time and opportunity to do that. The team's not going to move on from him anytime soon, but we are seeing teams start to catch up a little bit sooner. I wasn't I, Honestly, I wasn't expecting it to be so hard on him this season. I thought you'd see a little bit of what we're seeing now, but more of this next season. It's happening even a little bit quicker than even I thought. And so with that in mind, take a look at Deshaun Watson. His next six weeks, Green Bay, he's got his bye. Jacksonville, Cleveland, New England, and then Detroit. I mean, you look at the two schedules, and it's just night and day difference for friendliness against quarterbacks and receiving options, right? And then when you look at Watson, what Watson's done so far this season, he also has three games over 20 points, but no games fewer than 15. This He offers a much safer floor, and he's going to get you about the same ceiling. I was calling for Deshaun Watson to have a great season. He started out you know, a little bit gimpy because of the scheduling, but you know, now that he's got some more friendly matchups, I'm telling you, Deshaun Watson is going to be tearing it up. Go trade for him now. And the, the, the beauty about this part is you might even be able to get a plus one. If you're trading Lamar Jackson, you're trading the name, sell it. Sell it to the guy you're talking to, you know? Pump up Lamar Jackson and what he's capable of. Talk about the stats last season, how he was 50 points over, you know, the QB, the QB two for the the year at the end of the year, you know, sell, sell Lamar Jackson. And then with Watson, you know, you could talk about Bill Bryan getting fired and then try to get yourself a secondary piece, like a sleeper piece somebody that the 
other manager might be a little bit frustrated with. Maybe maybe someone that they were really high on and just continues to disappoint them. Look for targets like that, like Antonio Gibson, Devin Singletary, maybe even Josh Kelly you okay. might be able to pull off. I'm just saying, if you could get Lamar Jackson for Watson and one of these pieces, I would do it just straight up, one for one. But if you can get an additional piece to, to hold on your bench and kind of see if they come back into relevance, that could be a strong move for your team, and that could really help you with a playoff push moving forward. Well, there you have it, folks. There is this week's Pandora's Box hot take. Trade Lamar Jackson for Deshaun Watson. I said it. All right, there you go. You can take that advice home with you. All right, now it is time for our news, notes, and injuries from around the league. And not as many injuries that we have to update on this week, thankfully. Yeah, short list this week, thank God. Uh, But we do have uh, Ertz re-injuring his left ankle, expected to miss for Thursday night this week, as well as Miles Sanders tweaks his knee. Also expected to miss Thursday night. Uh, looks like it'd just be the one week, though. Um, Boston Scott would be your handcuff, taking the juicy matchup against the Giants. Oh, yeah. That'll be a nice one. Uh, it's like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got uh, Dalvin Cook should be back after a bye week for uh, week eight against the Green Bay. Or Del- or Davlin, as I wrote it down <laughs> in our show script. <laughs> Uh, we've got uh, Tanyan suffered a mild ankle sprain, but um, came back in the game. Yeah, so. it wasn't wasn't too productive. Uh, I don't know how much of it was him being hobbled and how much it was Green Bay being stomped. Yeah. yeah um, suck it, Corda Posse. Shouldn't, shouldn't be much to take away from that. Should be fine moving forward. Uh, Raheem Mostert uh, injured his ankle, likely heading to the IR. Uh, no timetable yet. We we checked right before the recording. Yeah, it looks like he's going to miss at least three games, though. Yeah. So Jerick McCain's and- back. But yeah. his, his matchups aren't that great either, though. At least three games, maybe more. We'll have to see how the recovery goes. Keep an eye on that. Uh, Mark Ingram has an ankle sprain and is hopeful to return week eight against Pittsburgh after the bye. So we don't even get to see J.K. Dobbins. No. But can, we can't even play Mark Ingram after the bye. <laughs> That's the worst piece of news I've ever seen. <laughs> But I do have some good news for you. Ooh. There's some big news this week oh. that you're going to be excited about. Ooh. Tua Tagavailoa. Tagavailoa. I, I, I'm never going to get this name right. I am never, Tua, ever in my life. Tua, just, yeah. Tua. Well, Tua is officially the starting quarterback for the Dolphins. Name the starter moving forward. Coming back from the bye. I'm dancing. I'm happy. I am yeah. stoked for this game. We said this before. Dude, he's going to look so good. He's yeah. going to look great. Oh, we my were goodness. Waiting for if he's on day. your wire, I don't recommend stashing two QBs in a one-quarterback league normally, but... If you're not happy with your starter, or you're looking, or you got an open bench spot, and you'd like to kind of, you know, shore up that that quarterback position in case you take an injury or bye week or something like that, grab two and now. See if you could do it for free before there's anybody bidding on them. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've been waiting for this one. Well, with that, that'll actually do it for our news, notes, and injuries from around the league. Yeah, buddy. Isn't that nice when it's quick? It is nice when we're not only talking about people that have had horrifying season-ending <laughs> injuries, and we get to talk about some fun stuff like this, like Tua. Oh, I'm so excited. All right. Oh, Moving two, right along. Two. <laughs> and, and and maybe maybe Tua will be featured in this next segment sometime later this season because we're going to talk some studs and duds. Oh, I see where you're going. Yeah. And leading off our studs in the quarterback position, we have Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Hey, look at that. Right? 32 points, 28 of 37, 335 yards and four touchdowns. I think this is the second game in a row he's put up over 300 yards passing as well. Yeah. this yeah. is. Uh, he's looking much, much better just kind of being let loose to do his own thing, for yeah. sure. 
Uh, we've also got uh, Matt Ryan up at the top of the pack here, 31.6 points in that lovely 40-23 win. Man, it's like somebody called that or something. That's yeah. Weird. Oh, I know who called that. We called that. This guy. You called it. I shouldn't take credit for nah, that. Nah, you're, you're good. We the show you're called it. You're a part it. of the process, the Don. We, yeah. You're a part of the process. The royal we called it. <laughs> but yes, that is. See, pay attention because as we as, as we said on the show, that was a pick from last week and right here. Yeah. Right here on the sub list. I'm telling you. Uh, we've also got uh, Ryan Tannehill and Carson Wentz, uh, both with 29 points. Uh, Wentz's running game really keeping him relevant. Uh, f- for fantasy purposes, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I mean, Wentz is Wentz is a, an actual legit good quarterback. You know, I mean, he's he's not Daniel Jones, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's finding ways to get things done. And they're the the Philadelphia Eagles right now are struggling, but with that line, man, it's just that, that's just what things are going to be. And so celebrate Wentz's production where you can because it's going to be hard for him to come by. I, I can't believe he was able to put up such points against Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, that was nuts. And we've also got in the twenty-three to twenty-eight range, uh, we've got Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Captain Kirk. Cousins, uh, Philip Rivers, what? Yeah, he played since he. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that's why. Okay. Uh, and we've also got uh, Jimmy G, who wrote a, a lucky first half into fantasy glory for week six. For sure. Moving on to the running back studs of the week, we have King Henry just tearing up Houston. And this is where we need to, to sound the trumpets. Announcing... King Henry with 39.4 points, 22 rushes for 212 yards, two TDs, adding in another two catches on five five targets for 52 <laughs> yards. Seriously, can can we just see a, a Derrick Henry for Joe Mixon straight up trade? I've I've been calling for this since last season. You've been mentioning this. What do you what do you, what do you mean here? So I, I know it sounds odd, right? Who, yeah. Why would you trade one franchise running back for another, right? Just straight up. It just sounds weird, right? But when you look at the type of game plans that Cincy likes to run and the type that Tennessee likes to run, Tennessee seems bound and determined to use Derrick Henry as a receiving option at some points. Like He's going to get targets out of the backfield. He's always going to. They keep trying to use him, and he'll catch one or two, and a lot of times he'll take one of those and go 70 yards to the house for a TD. He does that quite a bit. However, Cincinnati has kind of been the inverse statement. We've been calling for Joe Mixon to get the air targets. Why isn't he getting the passing targets out of the backfield? This guy is a monster catching the ball out of the backfield. It seems like Cincy doesn't want to do anything but just really pound the ball in there with a bigger running back, right? What if we just saw a swapsie here? We could see Derrick Henry just get 25, 30 touches a game, just straight up in between the tackles, do his thing, wear down the defense like Cincy wants the running back to do, and yet we could see Joe Mixon in Tennessee getting to the edge like they use with Derrick Henry, getting him on the outside, getting him on the perimeter, getting the passes out of the backfield, really using him to spread the defense around like Tennessee wants to do. I would love to see this happen. Can we see this happen, please? <laughs> Anybody? We'll write a letter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, either way, congratulations there to King Henry. King of the moment. For sure. Moving on, we have Kenyon Drake finally having himself a day, coming in at 28.4 points. Look, he continues to see the touches, which finally he finally got the production, right? That is encouraging to see. You got to be happy if you're a Drake owner to see this, right? But you also got to be a little bit nervous, too, man. I'm I'm, going to be honest with you. He didn't really look much better in this game than he has all season long. In this game, what I saw is that he had the lanes to run through, actually. He finally had some green grass in front of him. And, you know, kudos. He got through those holes and got through the lane. So, you know, he did do that. But 
I wouldn't say that he bursted. He he more just kind of made made it through. You yeah. know, and and so with Kenyon Drake, we we've been preaching patience and, and and to trust the process with Kenyon Drake for most of the season now, right? And we finally see it pay off. You'd think we'd be a little bit more excited about it, but to be honest with you, I again, I'm just not liking what I'm seeing from him from a production from a from a, a, a an eye eye test standpoint, I still see Chase Edmonds, and he didn't get as much uh, work in this Dallas game as as I would have thought, as a lot of people would have thought. And so, for now, Kenyon Drake is 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 being trusted in Arizona. They're 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 going to keep going to him. See, the thing is, is Drake put put on like ten pounds in the off season, and what you say is that's great for receivers and terrible for running backs. Mm-hmm. It sounds kind of contrarian, but to be honest with you, when you see it. This is what you usually see. You see running backs kind of slow down a little bit. Their, their burst kind of seems to disappear when they try to put on some weight to kind of handle the increased workload, which Drake expected to do coming into the season. Meanwhile, we have Edmonds showing off the burst. I, keep an eye on that. I've been preaching keep an eye on that for a little bit longer. Wait for once Edmonds breaks out formally and, and, and gets at least half the touches as Drake did in that game. That's the game that you're really looking for. Sell Drake no later than that moment. Fair? Fair. Okay. And then real quick, just running through the rest of this here, we have DeAndre Swift coming in at 25.8 points. He had 14 carries for 116 yards and two TDs. And then adding in a paltry seven yards on three catches for on four targets. Rojo coming in with 25.1 points, just stomping out Green Bay. Uh, 23 carries in this game for 113 yards, two touchdowns. That, and That's a lot of usage. That is a lot of usage. That's what we want to see, right? I want to see that with Leonard Fournette. We'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll go in there a little bit later. And then rounding this out here, we have the Fresh Prince of Allaire is an honorable mention at 18.9 points, bouncing back from that dud week he had last week, yeah. really getting a last hurrah in here before Lev Bell really starts to kind of yoink some of that those touches away. Look, he had 30 touches in this game, man. I mean, I don't. I don't see that happening again in a game this year. Yeah. You know, this this is exactly what Love Bell is going to limit. Now, that production, the 18.9 points, the yardage he put up, that can still happen on 15 carries, which I think he's more likely to get. And so, as he gets a little bit more familiar in this option uh, offense, don't don't fire sell Alaire with with Love Bell coming on. With this performance, if you want to sell him to move on to a different piece, then you can trust a little bit more. Yeah, okay, go ahead, do that. I got no problems with that. But you don't need to fire sell this kid at all with Love Bell coming into town. Just be advised that you're not going to get RB1 weeks most weeks. Yeah. Okay. All right, shifting over to our wide receiver studs of the week, and this one's a bit misleading. Justin Jefferson with 35.1 points, 9 for 11, uh, 166 yards, two touchdowns. However, those all came... In garbage. Yeah, the garbage time. man can. So not not exactly reliable production. Yeah, that was almost all in garbage time for sure. Yeah. Kirk Cousins and the, this Minnesota offense just looked terrible in that game, especially for the first half, like right. the entire first half. Well, we're talking it, about a, a final score of twenty three to forty. Oh, I know. And most it's, of that came in the fourth, like the, the the last half of the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was it was pretty much all garbage time for sure. But you know. So just to Atlanta for having a nice bounce back week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if speaking you had, of which, yeah, speaking of speaking of bounce backs. We have Julio. Julio! With a nice big return. I was so happy to see this. Very much up in the air to play coming into this week. Yeah, he was like 50-50 going in. And in all honesty, a lot of people probably didn't even start him in this matchup just because, you know, with the soft tissue injuries, those are always tough. Yeah. Soft tissues are just begging for a re-aggravation. And so first game back after, 
I mean, uh, Julio's been dealing with this for a while, but you know, trusting a soft tissue injury in any matchup is is tough. But Julio came through and he looked dumb. Speaking of which, does Julio look bigger to you than he has in like years past? I mean, like, I now that I think about it, the past couple of years he's he's been a pretty big guy. But yeah. I remember him early on in his career looking a lot more like Calvin Ridley and a lot less like DK Metcalf. Now, now that you mention it, actually, yeah, he's he he put he, he's been hitting the gym, man, or something. Yeah. He's going. I want to know what diet this guy's on. Yeah, For sure. Well, I mean, he finished this week. He can uh, still move too. Yeah, he well, still yeah. got some jets. Finished uh, a fraction shy of thirty points, eight of ten for one hundred thirty-seven and two touchdowns. And then next week gets Detroit. Yeah, you got to be licking your chops. Oh. Yeah, if you're a Julio owner, you are licking your chops. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, we've also got this week Christian Kirk, uh, who's uh, looking a bit like Lieutenant Kirk right now, starting to make his way up the ranks. <laughs> <laughs> getting promoted he's not a yeah, captain he's yet. not he's not captain kirk yet but <laughs> keep going keep going like this and who knows uh 21.6 points two big touchdowns um yeah i still have him as like a, a low wide receiver three high wide receiver four option with with upside this is his upside right yeah he's going to have these upside games the problem with him is you can't really predict it you you still have you you got deandre hopkins there now if hopkins sure. goes down and you want to roll with kirk and hope for it go for it i don't know that he's going to do it but He's got definitely got a good shot, right? But with with Fitzgerald there, and you you, you got the spread offense in Arizona, right. it's just you can't count on anybody other than DeAndre as far as the wide receiving targets in Arizona right now. So yeah, we've also got this week Will Fuller coming in with twenty one point three points, uh, continuing to come through this season has been uh, very reliable. Yeah, which was really the big question about him coming into the year. Yeah, for sure, and I think now we can feel a little more confident. Yeah, Questions if you're, if you're a Fuller owner, you got to be really happy about your pick because you got him late you got him in like the seventh round right yeah i mean if we were drafting today he'd be a top three round receiver i think yeah three, round three or four or something like that yeah for sure most definitely uh and rounding out our wide receivers for this week uh aj brown returning to dominance 20.1 points good to see him healthy two tds on seven targets now that's that's coming up big during the game right that's 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 making it happen when it needs to happen yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, it. it's just good to see him healthy. I know, Jake, you got to be happy about this one, right? <laughs> All right, then moving on to our tight ends. Let's start off here with... Yeah, Anthony. let's dig through some of these. I yeah. mean, we got some odd ones here. I... <laughs> Anthony, the first one. Just... Anthony Ferkser leading the week. 21.3 points. Yeah, filling in for filling in for Johnny Smith. Now, to be fair, okay, so Johnny went down with the ankle, right? Yeah. And y- you'd like to say, okay, that's why Ferkser got such the, the the volume and things like that. This really all should have been Johnny's week. You know, it really wasn't the case, to be honest with you. Johnny, I want to say, went down in like the third quarter or something like like mid third quarter, or something like that. Ferkser was already, had already had a TD on the day in over fifty yards, I think, in the first half. And yeah, Ferkser was looking like a great target for. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, and you know he had a ton of targets. I want to say 10, 11 targets in this game. Yeah, it was, it's strange. It's strange. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to write him off just because Janu ended up getting hurt in this game. Ferkser was starting to to perk up even before that, and so was Corey Davis in this game. I want to say Corey Davis might have missed in this game. And Could so have. yeah, keep keep an eye out for target share type of thing here. Now now Ryan Tannehill also threw a lot in this game too. It was a it was a higher scoring game. You know, it was it was one of those things. Derrick Henry really led the way. And so keep an eye on Ferkser. If Janu misses any time, this guy could absolutely be completely streamable moving, uh, for as long as Janu misses. One, I'd like 
I'd like to see what he does with Janu in the lineup and just kind of see what the target share shakes out to be. I don't I don't know if this was a blip or what, right. but it looked really odd. But Ferkser looked good, and so you have to keep an eye on it. Most definitely. Uh, George Kittle, there, there's the familiar name. Right. You know, 20.4 points, 10 targets, 7 catches for over 100 yards, and 1 TD. Trey Burton come, <laughs> is the other surprise name here. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? 19.9 points on the day, picking up two TDs, uh, and one on the one of them on being on the ground. You took it from the Wildcat formation on the goal line carry. Yeah, I was watching those number the the points just rack up over the course of that game and just being completely floored. Yeah, where wow. did this come from? Well, I mean, it's gotten no less than five targets a game for the last three weeks. That's some. That's some determination. Yeah, he's been being Moelle Cox came out hot, yeah. right? Is the Gigantor, the big red zone target, and everyone's finally we're finally seeing them use Gigantor because he's been on the team for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and we've all just been kind of holding our breath, waiting for it, and it finally looked like he might get the time, and then Trey Burton comes off the injury, and all of a sudden Moelle Cox is completely irrelevant for f- football yeah. again. I don't I don't get it, and they Frank Reich just seems bound and determined to use Trey Burton as a target for this offense, and I. I'm not really quite sure why. I mean, he's he's quick. He runs decent routes. But to be honest with you, he's not particularly spectacular. If the game is on the line, you know what I'm saying? You you got one play left to go. You got one target to throw to. It's got to be in the end zone. It's got to be a catch. Trey Burton is not the guy that I'm you know, betting my franchise on. You know right. what I'm saying? It's so, not the top of the list. It's weird that he's getting so much utilization, but then Jack Doyle got some too. Jack Doyle came yeah. up with a TD. You know, he got hurt. I don't know the news specifically on that. It didn't look like anything big. It looked like he just got the wind knocked out of him. I haven't, I haven't looked into that yet, but be that as it may, you got weird, inconsistent targets all over the place in Indianapolis. You got T.Y. Hilton. You got Zach Pascal. What do you do with these guys? I to be honest with you, for me, I, it Zach Pascal in a deep league might be the one. You know, might be the only one. If if you're in a deep league or maybe like a you know a tight end heavy league, they got those they got those leagues as well. Then maybe you, you might want to roster Trey Burton as like a second guy. But man, it's 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 tough to it, even. It all just sounds like a position I don't want to be put in. Exactly, it's like these are the types of players that I, I, hope try, I, I never I just, need to know the answer to this. Let somebody else deal with that. Yeah. Figure out when they can send them, play them, and you know deal with the the bust that you get out of it. Let somebody else deal with it. This is just too many flags, and I, there's fantasy production to be had here, but I just don't know how reliable yeah. any of it is. You know, I don't want to be betting my season on it for sure. Right. Well, there's some other names that you might be able to at this position. You can bet it on Travis Kelsey. He ended up with 19 points. Always a reliable monster. Oh, absolutely. You know, and then Darren Fells has actually been pretty reliable this this season as well. The Gronk coming in with and Hayden Hurst all hit as streaming options this week as well. Over 13 points for all of them. Yeah. For sure. Not bad at all. Well, that'll yeah. do it for the week six studs, but they can't all be winners. Yeah. <laughs> And now we have to talk about some of those duds that came. The losers. The losers. And at the quarterback position, leading us off, Drew Locke, 4.46. 10 of 24 for 189 yards, but two interceptions, and that'll kill you. And then having a week seven going into Kansas City, mm mm-mm. No. Yeah, not not a not a prominent return to action for Drew Locke here. Be, maintain patience. He's not ready to go quite yet, but he's got some good options on his team, so he's yeah. going to have some kind of fantasy relevance. He's good for a bye week injury filler streamer type of guy. You're you shouldn't be counting on this guy. Right. Speaking of guys you shouldn't count on. Yeah, speaking of someone else that hopefully you haven't been trying to stream, 
Joe Flacco, and his 5.4 points should pretty much tell you why you shouldn't continue to stream him. For sure. I mean, Darnold will be coming back soon enough anyway. Uh, I don't know how many more weeks Joe Flacco is in, but if he's playing, I'm still not trusting any Jets outside of Carter. Right. Got to get louder with Carter. Here's a name that's going to make some shy guys happy and some of our local fans (laughs) happy, but uh, some of the guys in our league maybe not so happy. Aaron Rodgers, and this could very well be one of the only times you see his name in this part of the list. Yeah, in the pooped season. in his big boy pants. Oh, did he? Oh, did he it. ever? Five point eight points. Listen, he just got battered and beaten up. That <laughs> yeah, that did. Bucks defense this week just they got him flustered early and kept him there. And Bears, take notes. It's coming up. We it's need coming. a repeat of that against this team when we face them yep. twice. Uh, and then finally, uh, Baker. Playing hurt, only managed a meager 7.3 against Pittsburgh. Playing hurt, it, you know, it happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, Odell missed some practices with the illness as well, non-COVID related. You know, you you, you had a, a lot of bad things going on uh, leading into the week, and they all just kind of came to fruition and just came up for a dumpster fire for Cleveland in, in general. Yeah, it just didn't look good, man. Yeah. Well, now let's talk some running back duds from week six. Yeah, Mark Ingram, he continues to be a never play, putting up only two points against Philly and, you know, has the bye week next week. Mm -hmm. So Alexander Madison just crushing souls on bombing rosters everywhere with three and a half. You could hear that explosion from miles away. Oh, my God. Watching this, it was like, what is going on? (laughs) Just looking at the numbers here 10 for 26. And one of two for four. In this matchup against Atlanta. Right. What is going on? Come on. Can uh, Yeah. I'm just you know what I'm so <laughs> I'm just moving on. Devin Singletary only managing five points against KC. That's two dumpers in a row. Mm-hmm. Devonta Freeman and Kareem Hunt both struggling under seven points with this staggering offenses this week. Ah, uh, gross. Gross all around. Yeah. You get it away. Yeah. Uh, looking at some of our wide receiver duds this week, Mike Evans, 1.5 points, only two targets in the blowout. Yeah, it's just kind of who he is. Yeah. He's he's a touchdown-dependent wide receiver. He's kind of like a tight end at the wide receiver position, except he'll put up multiple touchdown games frequently. So, <laughs> yeah. Here, here's one that I, that I want to talk about. We have Juju Smith-Schuster, 1.6 points. The utilization... Is not there. Yeah, and we, can we talk about this, please? Yeah, we looked up the the stats just to just to be like, are, are we remembering this right? And the way the season's been going, it's just on a downward trend of utilization. Yeah, his his on field snap percentage is dropping. His targets are dropping. I, what is going on here with Juju? Yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I love me some Juju. Oh, most Juju's one of my guys, man. And I I don't I don't I I, I don't I just don't right. Uh, this guy's the number one receiver for his team, and you know people are putting Chase Claypool ranking him above Juju. If rest of season rankings moving forward right now. That's I, wild. It's wild, and you know it, everybody in Pittsburgh getting some love except for Juju. Even James Washington, who they drafted Chase Claypool, excuse me, to replace. And I want to say Juju's in a contract year. Like he's got to get it done because yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people going into the season didn't even think Juju was going to get another contract in Pittsburgh. Those people have got to be doing their victory laps yeah. all the way around. I mean, the way it's looking, I don't see how you can pay Juju moving forward. Yeah. If you made a prediction like this that the utilization was just going to drop this dramatically over the first 
few weeks, I there's no way I would have believed you before the season. Bold prediction, Bears don't pay Allen Robinson and they bring in Juju in the offseason? Is that a second Pandora's box potential that, here? I don't even know if I'd be upset about that. <laughs> no. I don't know. No. Oh, man. You know what? Let's... The way the way the season's been going for him, stranger things could happen. Yeah. At the end of the day, I hate to say it; it pains me to say it, but if you can get away from it, don't play Juju. That's yeah. that's all we can really take away from it right now. He's got to prove it. He's got to prove that he's going to still get it done in this offense moving forward, and not even like one blow up week. Give me one monster week, yeah, and okay. Give me two weeks of like fifteen, sixteen points. I'm pretty then. Then I'm pretty okay. But he's got to he's got to literally come back to the other side of the spectrum now. Yeah, he's all that slack has, has been it's been used. It's done, it's gone. Yeah. So that's a name that hurt you to see on here. Here's a name that hurts me to see on here. Cooper Cup. Yeah, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only fair that both of us have to re- have know. to see a name on here. And from our, some of our favorite wide receivers too. Yeah. You know? Just not able to produce much um, on nine targets. At only reeling in three of those and only for 11 yards. Yeah, you know what? I, I know I called one of my wrong calls last week was Cooper Cup versus Robert Woods. I know I called Cooper. He, he got nine targets. Right. Okay, the opportunity was there. Yeah, the rest that's on him. Um, don't 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 yell at me for that. That's yeah. on him. That's no, on, he, that, come on. I don't I don't think you can. He at got all nine targets, bro. Come on. Yeah, the the they tried. They, they gave him every opportunity to have a game, and he decided not to. Yeah, he just, you know what? I'm not playing today. Yeah. I'm taking my ball, and I'm going home. All right, well, some of our other wide receiver duds this week, Julian Edelman, Michael Gallup, and Jerry Judy all struggling to get anything, uh, all going under five points this so week. So far, this, that's been the story of the season for these guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, Devontae Parker with five points. Uh, Dolphins, I mean, they didn't need him to, to connect on any of this. Eight targets. Um. They did not need any production out of him really to smash these Jets because the game ended twenty four to nothing. Don't okay over, okay over there, buddy. Yeah, yeah no, I'm so, I'm struggling. See, see, yeah, ah, this podcasting thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the birds. I'm I'm, ha- I'm having a uh, I'm having a juju week. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Sorry, I had to get that one away from the mic. <laughs> that caught me. Yeah. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's get to some tight ends. Going here. going through our tight end duds and wrapping this segment up. Let's go with Janu Smith and Robert Tanyan, both getting hampered on Sunday. Keep an eye on those injuries. Mm-hmm. I, we'll we'll see what's going on with those guys moving forward. Don't don't press the panic button on them yet. They did get hurt. Evan Ingram still hasn't seen double digits points this this season yet, though. It, it, four points this week on just three targets. Come on. Mm-hmm. Man, you, you got to be upset with Evan Ingram. Jimmy Grandpa not getting it done this week. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't get his tight. He doesn't get his touchdown this week, so he only ends up with five point nine. Sure. But you know the the eight targets do keep him streamable. Yeah, you know, so at least there's that. I wouldn't be yeah, I wouldn't be too upset. Jimmy, uh, I'm sorry, Dalton Schultz ended up with uh, five point five points though. And so last week I was a little bit down on Dalton Schultz, and you know I'm not I'm not flipping the script. He's basically no. what exactly what I said he was last week. It. it I think the five targets were actually encouraging to keep him as a streamer. He's looking good with Dalton so far, and you know he'll pretty much get a TD here and there. But I, yeah, I think he's pretty much just in that streamer category. You you can't trust. I was trusting him as a weekly option moving mm-hmm. you know during the season with Dak, but with Dalton, I I think seventy cents on the dollar might have been optimistic. Yeah, that's sad. Uh, yeah, I I think you were right about that. This line is just 
Ugh, ugh. And then rounding us out, getting us out of this dud section. If you're still listening, God bless you. <laughs> Mike Gasicki, goosed, just oh. continuing to vex and infuriate me <laughs> because I don't know what is going on with Mike Gasicki. This guy goes from 20 points to nothing. What is going on with this dude? I wish this, I had an uh, answer. The poor, you can't trust him against the Jets? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Adam Shaheen with a touchdown? What the crap is that? <laughs> Adam Shaheen. What? <laughs> and that's the second week in a row for him, too, by the way. Yeah. I'm done here. Get me out of this segment. <laughs> well, all right. There we go. That'll do it for your week six studs and duds. We move along to what has just become my favorite segment because it's a lot of fun to rapid fire some start, stash, or trash. This is where we give some possibly favorable matchups and we find out. If you should start those guys, you should stash them for later or trash them right off your team. And before we get into this, I want to point something out to all of you listening and watching right now. Last week, I went through and counted these out. Aside from the, the ones that we had in the list that were either gimmies or got mentioned, but you know it was shifted COVID bye weeks or what have you, sure. or, or injuries that, you know. Of the remaining 21 start, stash, or trash picks we had last week, only four of them did not pan out how we said they were going, how you said they were going to get some. So that's, yeah, buddy. So pay attention (laughs) because what you hear right here is going to pay off. The analysis coming out of that side of the table in particular is going to win you leagues. This is why you tune into us, man. This is why you tune into us. We're going to help you win your seasons. I'm not joking here. Yeah. All you got to remember, all you got to do is get to the playoffs, right? Exactly. You, You get a winning record, gets to the playoffs Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. As you've seen so far this year, if you're new to fantasy football, this is what happens. Things go up. Things go down. You really can't predict anything. So it's really just about finding the best probabilities and things like that. Well, that's what we do, baby. That's why we're here, and that's how we're helping you, okay? You know, we'll just wait for the week until I get, like, one more wrong call than I get right. <laughs> I won't, they won't stop here. I won't stop hearing it. Yeah. I, I, I bet you. <laughs> All right. Let's get started with this lightning round here. Start, stash, or trash. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with start here, going against uh, Atlanta. You know, I, I I realize he had a 13.2 points against Jacksonville last week. You were thinking that he was gonna have a big game against that defense, going only 19 for 31 for 223, one touchdown, one pick. Atlanta's ranked 32nd against quarterbacks. I'm giving him another shot. Galladay looks good, and Hockley's is online, man. If DeAndre Swift gets some targets out of the backfield or carry on, even Stafford could have a pretty decent day, for sure. There we go. Roll with Stafford. Give him another shot. Rolling with Stafford. uh, Let's talk some uh, Cam Newton, San Francisco. Cam Newton. uh, Stash. I'm going to stash Cam Newton. This Patriots team is just in disarray right now. Uh, Something's got to get stabilized out there before I'm willing to trust too many fantasy options there. Here's one that I'm very interested in. Drew Brees versus Carolina. Yeah, it's hard to say this, but stash him. I think you got to stash them. And it sounds like a softball matchup, and they're, they're at home, too. Listen, Carolina is third against QBs on the season for fantasy purposes, 32nd against running backs. This is an Alvin Kamara start-your-engines type of week, okay? Even Lat Murray. I would expect Lat Murray to get double digits this week as well. If you're one of those guys that kind of grab Lat Murray as, as, as one of your bench spots, you, you might even could roll with him this week with Kamara healthy, okay. for sure. Well, how about this one, then? Devin Singletary... At the Jets. 
Yeah, you know, he's had five points in each of the last or less in the last two weeks. Uh, I know a lot of fantasy owners are probably scared off of him. I'm going to go ahead and say start. I'm looking for a big, a big bounce back season from Devin Singletary. Start him, okay? Fantasy season, really? Come on, <laughs> <laughs> a really big bounce back game against the Jets. There we go, nailed we it, go. Nailed, nailed it. Um, here, this is going to be a, a really good one too. I think uh, first official week with the new team, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and stash here, Don. Um, I don't. I want to see a week or two with Lev Bell before we really get a little bit too crazy. I mean, the first principal player, you know, he got 30 touches in the last game. You figure, you know, if they run that much, then Lev Bell's gonna be great with 15 touches. I'll take you 15 think? touches yeah, out of absolutely. Lev Bell for sure. Uh, you know what? <laughs> let's just see what happens. Okay, let him let him, let him get get situated. Yeah, let's let's see what even Unpack looks like. His bags. Let, yeah, exactly. I mean, I I expect him to look better than he did in New York, but let's see it first before we bet on it, folks. Okay, uh, we got a couple options here against Jacksonville. Uh, how about tell me about Josh Kelly or uh, Justin Jackson? Or you can start both. Start both. Yeah, you can start both in this matchup. You know, with Jacksonville, there's going to be plenty for both to feast on. I expect both to get double digits here. Uh, maybe one of them slightly under. If pushed to choose, yeah. Do uh, if you're in that rare situation where you've got both of them. Yeah, let's say you've I, got both. I think that Justin Jackson would probably be the play. Um, I don't. I don't really expect the Los Angeles to be playing, playing catch up in this game. And Josh Kelly kind of features to be more of the receiving back than Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson's being used more as like the between the tackles. And so. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I would probably go with Jackson just because I think that the floor is a little bit safer than it is with mm-hmm. Kelly. I think Kelly's got the higher ceiling, so it really depends on what you're going for. Yeah, you know, if you're playing a team that you expect to you expect to win your week, I'd roll with Justin Jackson, take the safer floor. Yeah, if you really need somebody to just hit massive, I, I'd say Kelly might be the one that you want to work with because I think that he's just definitely got the higher ceiling. Well, so there you go. There's your either or advice, or if you've got just one of them, play him. There we yeah, go. For sure. All right, how about uh, we've got Darius Slayton at Philly? Yeah, I'm starting him. Philly, Philadelphia is 27th against the pass. Yeah, I'm starting Slayton. All right. Brandon Ayuk at New England. Stash. I'm stashing that one Stashing Ayuk. Right yeah. Uh, I guess still too many things going on. So I realize Jimmy G kind of had a bounce back day, but uh, it's still a Jimmy G, okay? Mm-hmm. This isn't Pat. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's be a little patient. Fair enough, fair enough. How about this one? Uh, coming off the bye to host Jacksonville, Hunter Henry. Yeah, Hunter Henry is someone that I'm really, and I've been rising on him a little bit over the past few weeks. As Justin Herbert's been just continually showing up, Hunter Henry's been rising up my rankings, and and I love him coming off the bye against Jacksonville. He's he's had eight targets in three separate games this season. He had another game where he had seven targets. I mean, he's getting the utilization. Yeah. He's looking healthy. He's looking a part of this offense, and more importantly, it's not Philip Rivers under center. <laughs> Yeah, most important. All right, and uh, last one here for you. Uh, Thursday night game at Philly, Evan Ingram. Yeah, I'm I'm stashing. I'm just Evan Ingram is just he's uh, as Hunter Henry's been coming up. You know, Evan Ingram's been coming going down, and you know, one goes up, one goes down. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is 28th against tight ends, so I, I get that the this the numbers say you might want to consider playing him. It sounds like a soft matchup. However, comma. Eagles have also played Tyler Higby 
And I'm not certain. I got to look this up. I didn't get a chance to look this up before we started recording, but I, I think Higby's big three touchdown game came against Philadelphia. I, I got to look that up, though. I'm not sure. Uh, but they've also played Kittle and Andrews. So three out of the six weeks, they're playing some top tight end talent here. I'm, I'm not faulting them for being 28th against the tight end stats for, against, for fantasy purposes and all that. I'm not. No. Evan Ingram, I'm just I'm not trusting the Giants any more than I have to. Maybe Devontae Freeman, if you're really hurting for a running back, just for a floor play, you know what I mean, which is pretty much what he was last week. Okay. Well, that'll do it for this week's Start, Stash, or Trash going into Week 7. Make sure you tune in next week, and we'll see how these break down, how many of these ring true. If it's anything like the previous weeks, I have a feeling feeling there's a lot of accuracy here. We'll see next week, but... That makes one of us. (laughs) Hey, based on what I've seen so far... No, we've been doing a pretty solid job all season, man. Yeah. Yeah, pretty solid. I mean, trust the process. We'll see. Every week, it's kind of like you're biting your nails, right? Because we're putting our our names on the line here. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's just... It's nerve-wracking every week, but so far, it's the, the process is the process has been great. With the advice you've given me in the past, and what I've seen coming to this show, and what I've seen in this segment the past few weeks, yeah, I'm confident we've been nailing. You're, you're gonna see, you're gonna see it here. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, moving right along, we go to the wire for some of our deep divers, our waiver wire targets. This is where you're gonna be looking around for some of the guys that may have fallen off some rosters. Maybe rising stars you might want to snag now, or some of your streamer options, your quarterback and tight end streamers. So we'll start right away with some of your quarterback streaming options. Uh, Justin Herbert at uh, versus Jacksonville this week, and he's been looking very good. Oh, he's been looking phenomenal. I'm excited to watch this game. Yep. Uh, you can also look to try and pick up uh, Joe Burrow, a very good bounce back opportunity uh, against Cleveland this coming week. Yeah, put up 23.5 points against them the first time in week two with, and I had to double check this when I saw it, 61 pass attempts. Yeah, I saw that written what? on here, and <laughs> I was like, this, are we are we sure about what? this? Is this a typo? <laughs> no, 61 pass Yeah, that's legit. Yeah, so look right. for another good week hey, there. if you wanted to start AJ Green again one more time. One more time. <laughs> uh, this next name, if someone has dropped him out of frustration, you've got uh, an opportunity of Carson Wentz against the Giants. Yeah, that, that'll be a solid matchup for sure, if he's available. Yeah. Uh, you can also look at uh, Matt Stafford at Atlanta. Another one if he's available. It just yep. depends on how many quarterbacks are being rostered in your one quarterback league. You know? Right. Um, another name to keep an eye out for, uh, Brady, going against, up against Las Vegas this week. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have Brady as a big game in Las Vegas, and, you know, 14 points each of the last two weeks. I, I feel like this could be a, a solid opportunity for Brady to have a nice bounce back game. He 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 looked good against Green Bay. They just didn't really need him, right? Yeah. It, I'm not confident about this one. Uh, I think you could roll with it if, if you're in a pinch, but yeah. um, this could go either way. I consider this more of a 50-50. Yeah, depending on yeah. who you've had streaming the past week or weeks and who's available now, yeah. it's not the worst pickup you can have. Well, the Raiders, too, are like a hard-to-predict team. I, I've... <laughs> um, you know, we, they sh- either they show up and just dominate a la the Kansas City Chiefs game or they just never came out of the locker room and you're like, what am I doing with any of these pieces? You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll see which Las Vegas team we get, but um, they have the capability of putting up pressure on Tom Brady and that's, as we all know, what it takes to get him off his game. And so they have the capabilities. Now it's whether or not they get that part done. And so we'll see because they've been hit or miss on that. Yeah. And finally, we need to mention it here because a popular streaming choice at the quarterback position that we do mm-hmm. not advise this week, right? 
with Teddy Bridgewater in New Orleans. Yeah, it's listed as a favorable matchup, but I would not recommend streaming Teddy B this week, uh, just as I wouldn't have last week, right, Don? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, we didn't we didn't talk about it last week, and that was my bad. So I want to make sure we put it in this week. Yep. All right. Now, looking at some of our running back waiver targets this week, and uh, there's some good names here. We said Boston Scott. Yeah, Boston Scott going against the New York Giants, who are 22nd against running backs with Miles likely to miss. This could be a s- not smash play. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up too high, guys. Okay, yeah. we've seen Boston Scott play without Miles Sanders, and he barely got any work, right? You got Corey Clement there as well. Now, it's mostly that Eagles line, right? So if you're in a pinch, yeah, you can you can play Boston Scott. It is the Giants, so it is a soft matchup. Now, whereas this would be a, a, a matchup I'd be licking my chops as a Miles Sanders, and I am a Miles Sanders owner, right? I'm really annoyed that I don't get to have him for this game. <laughs> and Boston Scott, even if I had him, wouldn't be replacing his values. So this is a guy that you can stream, but don't uh, put too much stock in him moving forward. However, Tony Pollard saw 12 touches against Arizona where Zeke fumbled twice. Look, I know Zeke's not going to fumble twice every game, and maybe maybe Pollard got some more touches because of that, and it was just an off thing. You know, the the Cowboys were never in this game to begin with. This this offense was in disarray without Dak scrambling behind that offense. Yeah, this offensive line, hey, I, I mentioned it. I mentioned this line being a problem. Mm-hmm. Dalton couldn't get over that problem. He just could not. And it really wasn't Dalton. He looked okay. He looked right. like a good backup quarterback. You know, it's about as good as a backup quarterback as you want to look. Yeah. It's that line, man. It's tough. And then Zeke fumbling twice. That didn't help things. You know, it's just, it's a rough situation right now. But Tony Pollard, I think, is. Look, the Alexander Madison, the Tony Pollard, the Chase Edmonds, these were all high-value handcuffs for running backs moving into the season. Tony Pollard's still up there, and even more so now, okay? Yeah. Um, Let me ask you about another name uh, in, the, in the potential running backs. Um, LaMichael Pirine. Yeah, he's a, guy, he's a guy that's kind of coming out a little bit quicker than I was expecting to him in his career at New, in New York. Um, I did like this guy coming out of Florida. I, I was keeping an eye on him. He's, break, he's, he's getting more opportunity a little bit earlier than I thought. I don't care. Don't don't take them. I'm not rostering. I'm not rostering anybody but uh, Jamison Crowder out of the that Jets team. Okay. Well, let's talk some wide receivers then. Um, and the first name I have on the list here is Cole Beasley. We're yeah, talking buddy. averaging greater than sixty percent of the snaps. The Beasles. Yeah. Uh, averaging about sixty six to seven targets a game. That's not bad. No, he's he's got a solid floor. Look, with for John Brown owners. I think Cole, the Beasles is a much safer option for what you're looking for, right? If you have John Brown, okay, you're probably having, you're probably using him as wide receiver three or four with upside, right? He really came on to start the season and got it hurt, and then it's kind of just fizzled since, right? You know, this Bills offense is starting to stabilize out a little bit. I mean, Josh Allen is is having some down weeks, so maybe some of that could be attributed to John Brown's ineffectiveness, right? If Josh Allen comes back and starts hitting again, yeah. Maybe John Brown is, you know, a huge target again. But for what I'm seeing watching this offense, Stephon Diggs is taking all the huge hyper targets away downfield and stretching the field. That's that's John Brown's game. Mm-hmm. That's his, that's where he makes his money. You know, Cole, Cole Beasley is going to catch everything underneath. And so it looks like Allen's either going to go deep to Diggs or underneath the Beasles, and then there you go. And that kind of leaves John Brown in this, I don't know what to do. Oh, look, the ball just hit me right in my face mask. I guess <laughs> I, I didn't even catch it. You know, yeah. and that's kind of where we're, that's literally, literally where we're at with John Brown right now. And so, yeah, I would, if you're looking for that wide receiver three, four play, the, the, the guy to take over for injuries and bye weeks mm-hmm. and someone to plug and play for your lineup that you're just hoping not to get a goose, you know, you just want some, some kind of points. 
Cole Beasley, I think, is the guy that you want to roster instead of John Brown right now. Yeah. And it sucks because John Brown's got the upside, the higher the higher ceiling. But, you know, Beasley's been known to put in a touchdown or two, put in 16, 22-point weeks on occasion. And to be honest with you, how often has John Brown been doing it? Right. I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Yeah. And, well, another wide receiver that also has a pretty safe floor uh, from what we've been seeing, Adam Humphreys, also averaging – Greater than 50% of snaps yeah, about like the same amount of targets. It's like these guys were Siamese twins and they got separated. Yeah. Uh, both, you know, I think, I'd think i say both being reliable, just yeah. like you said. You want you want someone that's going to put in and just get they're, you safe points. They're filling in the Julian Edelman, Wes Welko type of role in these offenses. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, someone that needs to be rostered coming into this week, Keelan Cole, is likely going to see a lot of targets going up against L.A. next week. Oh, the Cole train is ready to go. Yep. Leaving the station. Uh, and finally, another name, if he's not been scooped up yet by the other people. We have been talking about him for a few weeks now. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys have been paying attention, you've already got him. Tim Patrick. Well, I know. I've already got him in one of my leagues. And I've got him in the other. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess none of you guys have it because. Yeah, know, n- yeah. None of the guys in our league have him because <laughs> we do. But hopefully those of you not in our league have been paying attention. For sure. That's why you listen, right? Exactly. All right. Moving into the tight end streamers for the week, I'm going to go through this quite quickly. Uh, looking at Austin Hooper at Cincy, Logan Thomas versus Dallas. I'm keeping an eye out for Thomas to have his breakout of the season in this game here. Jared Cook is actually a really good option in, uh, against Carolina. The Gronk in Las Vegas, if you're feeling froggy, he's been looking pretty good for the last We've been talking yeah. about the last few weeks. Yeah, he's been looking pretty good. He's much better than when he started the season. And Darren Fells has been heating up. He may be needed to keep up with his Green Bay team. Yep. Well, there you, there you go. There's some waiver targets as we go into week seven. Make sure you start getting those in now and get the jump on the rest of the people in your league. But now it is time for us to take a trip down to the stables and hold our horses on some players. And this week, we do have some names for you. And, yeah, quite a few. And the first one bringing up our list is Jimmy G. Yeah, I'm going to roll through these quite quickly. Uh, Jimmy G roaring back with 23.5 points against the Rams. You know, next week he goes to Foxborough to face the Patriots, who were third against fantasy QBs. Um, being a little bit cautious with Jimmy G right now. Uh, you may be tempted to sell off Josh Allen, hoping somebody buys the massive season that he had before the last two weeks. You know, 18.3, 16 mm-hmm. points. You know, kind of... You might be a little bit you know, worried, and you might want to sell off Josh Don't. Don't. You know, three of the next four weeks include the Jets, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. Enjoy the ride with Allen. Yeah. DeAndre Swift, 25.8 points on 14 carries for 116 yards and two TDs, adding in three catches on – I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, adding on three catches for on four targets for seven yards. Well, yeah, the crazy efficiency there, right? Yeah. The, the rushing efficiency wasn't even as good as those stats looked, to be completely honest with you. I watched this game. Look, man – I'm not saying DeAndre Swift is bad. I'm not saying he's not going to be a great fantasy option. I'm saying not yet. Yeah. This, what we're seeing here is more of a mirage of things to come, but we're not there yet. He, yeah. had, he had massive holes to run through, and he burst through them, ready to go. He's still not playing overly fast. Go ahead, Don. Yeah, no, uh, perfectly capable of the points we're seeing here in the future. Yeah, for sure. I, I think we. I think he will at some point. But right now, this is a three-headed monster in mm-hmm. Detroit, and you know it, it. It looks like he's clearly the back to own, right? Actually, no. He got you know what is that? Seventeen touches out of a total of thirty-eight running back touches uh, on this roster. Okay, he's Adrian Peterson and, and Carryon Johnson are still going to be featured as well. He 
Swift happened to be the one that broke off the yeah. long ones, but it wasn't because of crazy moves that he made. Don't get me wrong. I watched this kid play in college. He legit looked like Lev Bell and Tariq Cohen had a baby. He's got the patient running with the joystick moves. He is physically gifted. We're not really seeing that yet at the NFL level mm-hmm. because he's not playing fast yet. Right. And so, you know, that's where we're at with DeAndre Swift. Uh, moving forward. So moving on to Ronald Jones, if you heard that my phone ring, I apologize about that, guys. Look, we still have our day jobs, okay? We're, we're coming back from a short little break here. Uh, that's what the graphic was all about. I had to step away to take a work phone call. I'm actually on call. <laughs> I'm the on-call guy for work this this entire week. So, you know. Now, if you don't want to see those breaks in the show, you can make it happen by liking, subscribing, and sharing this. Please. You guys get us the subscriptions. We, we start blowing up. We start getting sponsors. We can do this. We'll be bringing you multiple episodes a week, giving you all the details that you need. I mean, please, you want a good reason to help us out as we've been helping you out for free on our own time, squeezing <laughs> this in where we can. Do us a solid. Just hit that subscribe button. Absolutely. Please. Okay. All right. So moving on, we have Ronald Jones. Similar story here to DeAndre Swift. You know, the team being up big in this game kind of helps because we Detroit was actually kind of handily beating the Jags last week, and we saw that with the Bucks in Green Bay as well. Yeah. And so, you know, Rojo here getting, you know, what was it, 23 carries, something like that. I'm not out on him yet. He did look better, okay? He looked better. I'd like to see him not trip over his own feet, kind of getting in his own way, getting the, the RB1 for this team stabilized moving forward. I'd like to see a few games where he kind of he does this and he, he gives you some kind of assurance, you know what I mean? Um, I want to see him do this with Leonard Fournette back in the lineup. You know what I mean? These are some of the things, you know, sch- schedule. his schedule goes back and forth for matchups until after the bye, really. So... Mm-hmm. Depending on what he does over that time, if he can show consistency in an inconsistent schedule with Leonard Fournette back in the lineup, then I'm saying, okay, you can trust Rojo as a fantasy running back, as a, as a good or solid RB2, because that's kind of where he's at right now as an RB2, and it's just hard to trust him there right now. Yeah. And then James Washington with 14.8 points, getting four receptions on seven targets for 68 yards and a TD. Look, he ain't a streamer yet. Me thinks once Deontay Johnson comes back, Washington goes back to four points a game, guys. Okay, so don't get too excited. Yep. Well, there you go. That'll be our hold your horses for this week. Some players to keep an eye on. And don't go crazy just yet. Wait a little bit. See how it goes. For sure. All right, finally, we're going to come to uh, our DFS smash plays of the week, rounding up part of our regular segments. Um, for you DFS players looking... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just had an awesome thought. We should start calling this the money segment. This is go get your money. All right. You know what I'm saying? I mean. (laughs) There we go. DFS Smash Plays is now officially go get your money. Go get your money. So how about this? You DFS players, go get your money because we're going to talk to you about some of the plays this week that are going to hopefully make you a couple of bucks. And if that happens to be the case, you need to come back here and at least like, subscribe, and share this video for making you some money. Sure. I think it's only fair. Let us know how much you get That's only I'm yeah. just kind of curious. Yeah, exactly. We'd love to hear that. All so right. run through us. We got a couple of picks this week. And if you don't know, by the way, why I don't do DFS, it's just because I personally, I don't enjoy gambling. Yeah. I just don't enjoy it. There's no joy in it. For me. Even when I win, I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, I should have won. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So it's like there's only downside for me. Right. Uh, Justin Herbert versus Jacksonville. That's going to be the QB streamer for the week for you. Uh, Super Camario versus Carolina and or Aaron Jones against Houston. Both of them will be great. 
in all honesty, you should pay up for both. Uh, if you want a cheap option, Devin Singletary against the Jets. That's my bounce back. He should be pretty cheap this week, too. Uh, I like Ridley a lot this week for a monster game against the Lions. And Fogum. From now on, by the way, Travis Fogum, his name is now Fulham. Because <laughs> clearly I have an issue pronouncing Ful- Fulgum, yeah. right? So it's just Fulham because he's played three games in the NFL so far. Yeah. Three games. And the dude has gone Fulham in each of the games. This is a Fulham guy. Market. Cheap option against the Giants. Uh, Hockey Lees and Hunter Henry round out my tight end picks for the week. Well, there you go. You DFS players, go make you some money and let us know how you did. Because I'm always curious to see how much money people make I on this. Know, right? Now, I mean, I, I I have played. I've checked it out. I just, you know, you know where I've actually been in is prediction strike. It's kind of like the stock market for fantasy players. Hmm. And you're, um, what you end up doing is basically betting on whether the the fantasy player will overperform or underperform their projection. Okay. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of cool. I'm enjoying that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, seems like a fun way to do it. Prediction strike. You can sponsor us. Just saying. We're here. You know how to get a hold of us. We have like 20 viewers. We'll have the Chiron at the the end. You'll see it. (laughs) All right. Well, now it's time again, as always, being the shy guys, we got to talk about our lovely hometown Chicago Bears with Anthony's hometown corner for week six. Yeah, buddy. Monday night in L.A., the stage will be set. If Foles fails to establish a rhythm in this one, it's going to turn into a very, very long night for this Bears offense. The Rams defense is beatable, but... If you don't keep them on their heels, then they're just going to bring the pressure and get all up in Foles' face. They're going to be there all game long. You really got to get them back on their heels, get them reeling. Aaron Donald, we saw last week, he got kind of gasped towards the end of the game. He just, they were beat. Mm-hmm. The flat out, they were just beat. And that's what we got to do too. And scheming is only going to get naggy so far here. Foles has to be able to read the defenses and every single play and locate Aaron Donald and get the ball out quick. Okay. Flipping the field on the Rams side of the ball, look look for both Cooper Cup and Robert Woods here to find the gaps in the defense in in the Bears defense in key situations. Goff is a guy who will stand firm and get the ball out in big moments. So the Bears need to bring pressure on him early and often. Get him rattled like they did back in twenty eighteen. And he put up what, like negative six points or something <laughs> like that. It was it was bad, man. One of those game you know, one of those game changing defensive plays will be crucial in this game. And whichever team gets it, they're gonna be the one to pull this one out. All righty, there we go. Hometown corner for all you local Chicago Bears fans. And as we start to wrap up and prepare for week seven, here's again your friendly reminder to be aware of those bye weeks because they change. If you have just been keeping an eye on the bye weeks from the yeah. from the beginning of the season, make sure when you look, you are checking for the updated bye week list because the COVID rescheduling has thrown a lot of stuff into the mix. Or tune in every week and we'll tell you. Who do we got, Don? There we go. All right, this week we've got um, Minnesota, Minnesota, eh? Miami, Indianapolis, and Baltimore. There's your four bye weeks for week seven. So if you've got those players, make sure you get them swapped out. Hopefully you knew about these ahead of time because we've been telling you to make sure you keep your rosters ready for those bye weeks. Uh, and if you've been struggling and having a rough yeah. point. As always, if you've been struggling and you're one of those teams with a bad record, don't give up yet, man. I'm telling you, you can make the playoffs with a negative record. Oh, yeah. You can. Listen to the show. Go for our picks. Let us help you out. Email us. Get in contact with us. Let us know how we can help you fix your roster. You know, look, I'm three and three in in both my of my main leagues, the the leagues that I run, right? 
and I ain't even sweating it. No. Not even sweating. I'm, I'm waiting for my team to get healthy because they've been all banged up, and I'm going to start to dominate. Yep. It's going to be great. Exactly. Like we've said before, all you have to do is make it to the playoffs, and then everything changes because then your record don't matter. Yeah, it's just win or go home. Now, you, now you're in the bracket. Anything the can bracket. happen. Anything can happen. That's all you got to do. All right, well, that will, sure. that will bring another episode of the Shy Guys football, another action-packed, very energetic, fun, very fun episode of the Shy Guys football podcast. To a close, as we put a bow on week six and look forward to week seven, we want to remind you to get in touch with us if you have any questions, if you would like any to provide any content that, to be featured in, say, our lightning round, or if you have a question on some DFS stuff, please let us know. You can get in touch with us by emailing us, shyguysfootball at gmail.com. You can tweet at us, at shyguysfootball on Twitter. And- my dog? <laughs> 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 oh, she's right, back over there. Right All back right. here. Yep. Um, Come here, baby. And you can leave a comment down below on YouTube and comment there to get in touch with us. And don't forget to like and subscribe and share the video around. We have some prizes coming in for our subscriber giveaway, so make sure you stay tuned when we hit those magic numbers. We will start to give some of those prizes out to you for doing nothing but liking and supporting and watching this show. It is just that easy. With that, we will see you next week. Peace out. Good luck.